Cold Weather Bats, what's up? This is Brandon Justice coming to you to talk about Great Lakes Bat Company. As you guys know, the show is sponsored by Great Lakes Bat Company, and you can buy a hat on their website at greatlakesbatco.com. Upon that, you can do tons of other things too. You got a team, organization, whatever it is, they got you covered. Whether it's uniforms, custom bats, custom fitting for bats, custom fungos, custom wood bats, trainers, you name it, they got it. GreatLakesBatCo.com. Welcome into episode 26 of Cold Weather Bats. Uh, I am Brandon Justice, one of your two hosts. Joined by me, as always, is Brian Sikowski. It is Final Four week. We've got the state semifinals on Thursday uh, and state championships on Saturday. And there will be four teams crowned as state champions this weekend uh, as we've got 16 teams remaining. One half of this show does remain, and we will get to that at some point here during the show today. Until we get there, though, or before we get there, rather, make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram at ColdWeatherBats, and make sure you're keeping up with uh, what's going to be the final edition of the Super 25 uh, here at the end of the week, which I think was a pretty successful operation there this year, Brian. And speaking of Brian, how are we doing? Good, good. Uh, I mean, it's Final Four week. Hey, this is this is what it is. This is like the week of the year where the whole purpose of us starting this podcast. You know what I mean? So like this is we're, we're at the uh, um, we're at that that like you know the climax of, of the cold weather bat season right now, man. So I'm excited about it. Looking forward to it. Yeah, it's something that I honestly like. I've thought about over these past couple of weeks is. We've seen all this attention during the playoffs. Uh, all, I don't know, man. I might I might sound biased when I say that, but I really think when we went into this whole thing, we we had this idea like, hey, this is going to serve as you know to shine a light. Like we want it to be like a centralized uh, way for everyone to follow Michigan baseball, and feels like that's what it's been. Like you know, we've been. A, I think we've done a good job of spreading what's going on in each division, in each district, uh, each regional, and, and and so on and so forth. And uh, it really has been a, a quote-unquote hub for people to find out what the scores have been and who's advancing where. And it's also been a really good way for teams to, uh, you know, do a little uh, do a little talking after if we didn't pick them to win or, or what have you, and uh, a way for people to maybe bash our picks or support our picks, whatever it may be. It's been, it's been good, man. It's it's created a conversation. And I think it's, it's all for the most part, man, I think 99% has been positive, right? I mean, there's been some, some players or teams who maybe didn't like who we picked in, in X, Y, and Z, or maybe some super 25s that people didn't like as much, but uh, that's, that's going to happen either way. I think uh, outside of that, oh, those little tiny things, it's, it's been positive. And like you said, this is the, the culmination of it all. This is the weekend that really uh, is where it all kind of gets sent home, you know, uh, pun intended. So, uh, and speaking of which, we'll just get right into it. You and the Eaglets, the Orchard Lake St. Mary Eaglets, are are in it here in the Final Four uh, as our number one ranked team throughout the entire 2021 season. And that is uh, no surprise. So talk a little bit about how your guys' week went and what it's like heading into this weekend. Um, yeah, man, it's been, uh, the guys have really done a nice job of, um, you know, it, it's hard for me to say that there was ever a moment of not being focused this year because there really hasn't been, but like kind of, uh, 
you know, recentering themselves, uh, if, if you want to put it that way, as we enter the playoff run here. Um, just a you know, a, attacking each game with a kind of renewed vigor, the finish lines in sight, like all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's been fun to see, and, and things have gone well. Obviously, um, this past weekend we uh, beat Notre Dame Prep to win the region, and then beat uh, Lutheran North in this in what was the state quarter, I guess. Now with that the new system. Um, but either way, like good day for the offense. Uh, pitching did its job. Um, Porter was good, but not the best he's been this season. Uh, I don't think I'm insulting him to say that. I think he was just a little uh, looser um, than he has been. But that's you know, we, when you have stuff as good as he does, then it's you know you don't really have to be as sharp as as 100 every time out. And when we have the offense that we have, it also takes the pressure off a guy like that. Um, Bats were there consistently. We're, we're really hammering the approach right now really well. We're working dudes. We're, we're wearing guys out. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's probably enough mindless self-indulgence for me. I, I think we're, we're playing really, really good, uh, confident, high-level baseball, um, and I'm confident looking forward to this weekend. So you guys will play New Boston Huron, and that is a, a very interesting uh, storyline because, A, we're pretty familiar with that area, though we're not familiar at all with the the baseball program, admittedly. And uh, you know, here when you think Huron, you don't think uh, you know you don't think baseball right away. And so it's a very cool story to see. I believe they're still called the Chiefs. The Chiefs make it as far as they have, uh, beating Trenton in the quarterfinal, seven to five. And I think Trenton coming out of that region was was the it was the pick for us, and it was the favorite from the, from the early beginning because of the power right hander they have in Onbright. Uh, Ricky Kidd had had a phenomenal season; he had gone undefeated as a pitcher. Uh, I think eight no, and there had been there was other guys in that team contributing, obviously. So it was interesting to see Huron come out. They beat Clarenceville ten nothing before that. They beat Tecumseh in extra six to four, and then ended up beating Trenton seven to five to go on to face St. Mary's now in the semifinal. So really. We talked about how it could have been an all downriver quarterfinal, and there was a couple teams in there. But for Huron to be the team that makes the final four out of downriver was a shock. Yeah, I, I mean, it's they played good. They played well all year. Uh, they were consistently like in that, um, I, I guess, watch list range of the Super Twenty Five. You know, like they kept winning most of their games, and that's kind of how you achieve that. You know, uh, like they were twenty five and five or something. I don't know. It's something around there. They've had a good season. They've beaten some good teams. Um, obviously, knocking off Trenton there to, to get to the Final Four is huge. Um, and nothing but love for the Downriver boys. You know that. Well, technically speaking, they're they're not in the quote-unquote Downriver League, but Huron gets New Boston's, they're get, yeah, they get included. Downriver. New Boston. Yeah. Huron's maybe not Downriver, but New Boston certainly is. I mean, it, so it borders my, Woodhaven. Uh, my definition of Downriver is all of the cities that were represented in the Downriver Football League, like the Youth League growing up. That I played in, so like back to back peanut bowl champion, Dearborn Heights Raiders here. Nothing wow. to probably nothing, the last. No big months. deal. No big deal. Um, anyways, I mean beat beat Southgate one year. No big deal. Um, peanut bowl was a was a le- like just those words like they they bring back so much because <laughs> you like showed up to fifth grade class at the end of October and everyone was just like peanut bowl. Yeah, I'm playing yeah. in it. Yeah, I'm playing in it. I was the only dude at my elementary school who played football. You know, like I went to I went to Sacred Heart in Dearborn, um, you know, in my amongst my many years of Catholic school 
uh, education, but, and, and like, I was the only guy who played football. Everyone would be like, oh, you know, like I have soccer practice tonight. And I'm like, oh, I play football with a bunch of people who don't go here. Um, so that was kind of a weird, like social dynamic, but then going to high school. And as I've said on the show before, I played for arguably the worst high school football team ever conceived when I was a senior at GR, um, proud captain of that club. Uh, but you know, like it was nice walking in, having played for four or five years to, to date, even if it was weird in middle school, like literally not going to school with anybody on the football team I played on. But anyways, I'm, I'm diverging from the point here. Downriver includes, in my opinion, and therefore the only opinion, um, all of the cities represented by, uh, the Downriver football league. And of those, uh, new Boston was one. They had, a. I think it was the I think it was Huron River was the, the like the city name yeah, or you know what I mean but it was the Huron River Yellow Jackets yeah and they kind of encompassed that uh, that New Boston uh, I mean what the hell else is even out there uh, you know like those cities out there um, so therefore I count them they are downriver yes yeah so and in the bottom of the bracket moving on from our from our downrivers <laughs> and by the way I'm sorry for talking about my gray hair last week so we'll just cover that now so. <laughs> <laughs> in the bottom of the bracket in Division Two, uh, we'll get to D one first uh, in a second here. But just to round out D two here, after talking about St. Mary's, uh, we had Stevensville Lakeshore beat Grand Rapids South Christian ten to one to move on to the semifinal. Uh, Lakeshore was able to defeat Grand Rapids Christian, who was our pick to make it to that semifinal, uh, four to one. And what was a very close game where Lakeshore turned a triple play. Uh, that was a very huge turn in the game. And then apart from that, Gladwin in a, in a barn burner beats Grand Rapids West Catholic seven to six, who was a team we had uh, kept some eyes on both of those teams. And then Gladwin went on, went on to beat Muskegon Oak Ridge four to one. And what says it's five innings. Don't know why I went five innings, but one way or another, they won four to one. So your final four in division two is new Boston Huron and Orchard Lake St. Mary's who will play at 9 a.m. And then Lakeshore and Gladwin, who will follow that one at 1130. Uh, now, moving on to Division One, we have the always, it seems like they, they make it there more times than they don't make it there. Uh, and that is Brother Rice. They were able to overcome two very good teams in Brownstown Woodhaven and U of D Jesuit. Uh, they beat Woodhaven seven to two, and then they beat uh, U of D three to two. Uh, and what's interesting about that U of D game is that in the seventh inning, it was bases loaded with two outs and Alfredo Velasquez was able to get the save. And I believe he made the save against Woodhaven too. So two saves for the, for the sophomore on the day, they'll play grand blank who was able to score a huge uh, win over Girls Point North two to zero, shutting them out. And in the previous game, shut out Utica Ford five nothing. So uh, Grand Blank makes it through the regional scoreless uh, with their opponents holding their opponents scoreless. And of course, as anybody who has listened to the show should know, Brian Sikowski, famed predictor of many things, uh, picked Grand Blank to win this state championship, and they could be in a position to do so against Brother Rice. So talk a little bit about that game. Well, I, I am a scout by trade, so predicting the future is something of, I mean, more or less the job. Um, if you if you really want to tie a neat little bow on it, that. Um, but yeah, man, what a matchup here, Grand Blank Brother Rise. I, I don't know what the pitching is going to be, uh, but you know you can you can point to a, a a decent projection of what that matchup might be, and, and I would imagine that uh, David Lally. 
uh, from Grand Blank and, and John Locker from Brother Rice. That's you know, I'm not. We're not breaking news here. We don't know these things. Uh, we're just guessing. But you know, got to get past one to get to the other one, right? So uh, I would imagine that Lally and, and Locker and, and I know uh, Fredo's thrown some important innings for them, some dominant important innings for them in the playoffs, and, and that might be a, an option for Coach Riker. But I, I, I don't know what they're going to do. We're, we're, you know, I've said that already. But that would be a pretty huge uh, pitching matchup. The two big righties with big stuff um, to try and get to a state title game. That's that'll be fun, man. Like I'm, you know. I think I'm just going to watch that one. You know, like I'm going to watch that one as a fan. Yeah. Um, so, so I'm going to be in Saginaw on Saturday for a, a summer ball tournament. But if I had to pick, I, I might be wrong here. I'll, I'll, as we go through, I may change this, but I'm almost positive. If I had to pick one semifinal game to watch, like that's the one that's, that's yeah. a, that's popcorn and a pop type game, man. That is uh like, I mean, you said it all from a pitching perspective, but both of those teams are, um, you know, Grand Blanks, one of those teams where really high energy. Uh, this is kind of, they're kind of polar opposites where Grand Blank hasn't made it this far in a while. Brother Rice and Coach Riker, obviously, this is some familiar ground for them. So it is going to be one of those games where it's just kind of like, it's not David and Goliath by by any means at all, uh, but it is very much so a game of what I think are two schools from different areas. Uh, one probably has more of a chip on their shoulder than the other in a scenario like this, and it's going to be just great viewing. Honestly, it's going to be a great baseball game, and uh, excited to see the outcome there. I know the Grand Blank and Girls Point North game was one that really had a lot of energy and um, you know brought out a lot of viewing pleasure i would say based on what i heard so that game is going to be awesome on the other side of things that's the that's actually the 11 30 game the early game is midland dow and portage central midland dow uh brian and for, for uh for some behind the scenes references here for you guys at home brian and i spend the bulk of our weekends during playoff time we spent the bulk of the season doing this but we really turned it up during playoff time just texting back and forth like oh this team beat that team and this team beat that team and this is what happened and you know he would get some stuff i would get some stuff and we would just flash back and forth midland dow like we we didn't really realize at first but that was arguably the biggest um upset of the quarterfinal was hudsonville's eight to seven loss to midland dow uh dow a team who won in nine or eight innings in the uh regional final over zealand west and then they were able to overcome Hudsonville eight to seven in the quarterfinal and then beat Traverse City West two to nothing in the regional semifinal. So they win three really tight games. One goes to extras. The other they win by one. They shut out Traverse City West, a team who, you know, we had talked about this year as a team to look out for when it came to playoff time. And now Dow gets their their ticket punched to the semifinal to face Portage Central, who played probably i would say one of the better if not the best game of the of the d1 playoff so far if i had to pick one you maybe go you would be brother rice you could go gross point grand blank but grand ledge ported central was a game that we were we were honed in on that's a top five matchup right there in the super 25 uh ported central wins six to one so again my pick was portage central your pick was grand blank uh obviously my pick before the year was gross point north but both those teams alive, both those teams have went away from the, from the finals here and could face each other. Um, but Porter Central and Dow is going to be a good one. Admittedly, like we wish I, you may know more about Dow than I do, but I, I can sit here and admit to you the only player I know a whole lot about on Dow is Logan McCoy, Hope College commit, played for Arsenal, uh, middle infielder, 
extremely good vocal leader. But I mean, that's about all I know about Dow outside of that. Uh, Porter Central, we know a ton about. If you've listened to the show, you know a lot about Porter Central. But uh, that game should be a very, very interesting one based on how the game, Dow games have gone. I mean, they've stayed in close games that are low scoring, like a 2 nothing, And they've stayed in close games that are high scoring, like an 8-7. And meanwhile, Porter Central, uh, they've kind of handled things outside of the, the CC game where they won 7-5. to yeah, and like, I think about, you know, regional final game, Hudsonville-Rockford. This is rivalry, league rivalry. You know, we talked about this on the show before. They don't like each other. And Hudsonville nukes them, like 9-1. to one. And then they're rolling into the state quarter. You, you have to think that that's a super confident team at that point. Like, we just nuked our rival, like, no contest, you know, like, we're playing well, blah, 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 blah. And then Midland Dow was like, but, what, but then what happened, you know? Um, and now Midland Dow City Lansing. And so, like, I'm not going to – I don't know much about Dow either. And, you know, this is something that we'll get better at heading into year two as far as, like, at least having some available information on every damn school in the state. That's kind of the goal. Um, but, you know, either way, congrats to them. We're not trying to sell anything short there. Like, obviously, congrats to Midland Dow. We're looking forward to watching them play this weekend. Um, but just to, to your point about Hudsonville's path, like, like I said, man, you, you bomb your rival to win a region and then like, you know, uh Oh, you know, just like a weird, just like a weird, like, Oh man, that was, you know what I mean? Like that was quick shit. We were just feeling really good. Um, and then, uh, you talk about Portage Central coming through, like shouts out to, to Detroit Catholic Central. Um, you know, that's who Portage Central beat in the regional final to, uh, to advance to, the quarter against Grand Ledge, obviously, where Central won, but that's a that's a good year for Detroit CC, a young team with a lot of talent, um, who is breaking in a new coaching staff this year, and, and so that's a good good finish to that for them there. Um, and either way, I, you know, we can these these D one semifinals are, are littered with like teams who had really good seasons who fell just short. You know, like Ann Arbor Pioneer, at Grand Ledge, we talked about they were unbelievable all year, uh, and then just came up just short to. You know, probably rolling into the final, rolling into the playoffs, the best team in D1 at Ported Central, and maybe they still are. Um, that's not to say they'll win it, but just in terms of how they were rolling and how they were playing and, and what they were doing to other teams, probably Ported Central. Um, so, yeah, man, I, it's, it's going to be fun. D1 is the one that I think, you know, correct me if I'm wrong or if you disagree, but that I have the least clue on, like as far as how I would project it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you said it best. Like, look how many teams were really good in, in that in that regional there. I mean, Livonia Stevenson went down. Woodhaven went down. Detroit Western went down. Um, I mean, shoot, Gross Point North went down. Uh, Utica Ford, Macomb, Dakota. It's just, and you mentioned Ann Arbor Pioneer, but how about this? Howell. Howell had to play Grand yep. Ledge, and that was a team we had ranked really high. Uh, yep. Hudsonville we talked about. Rockford we talked about. Forest Hills Northern was a team we talked about earlier in the year. Uh, just one of those things where that that whole region was so loaded. Uh, every That whole division was just completely loaded. So Saturday was just such great viewing if you were a Division One school or Division One fan or anything. Uh, and, and the fact that we've gotten to this and it's Dow, Porter Central, Grand Blank, and Brother Rice is – it's surprising enough, honestly, because from my perspective, I thought uh, I thought that originally Brother Rice might have been too young to make a run like this. 
Obviously, they have the right coach to make any kind of run, no matter their uh, personnel. Um, but knowing the top end pitching that they had, I thought, OK, like if, if any team that's that young is going to make a run, it's going to be them. So I wasn't completely shocked by the Brother Rice run. I was shocked by the Grand Blank run. Uh, I'll, I'll, I know you had them early, but we saw that dip later in the season from them. And I thought, OK, this team's kind of hit its ceiling, you know, whatever, whatever. No, I mean, they, they answered the bell. They shut out Utica Ford. They shut out Girls Point North. They beat uh, Lapeer 10 to 1. I mean, they had they beat Utica Ford and Utica Ford coming off a four run victory over Dakota, who won the Mac Red and was like, I think, 25 and like six or something along those lines, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, Division One was just, just unbelievable, uh, really good stuff. And then CC, obviously, too. So we'll move on. But that was, I mean, D1 was just extremely entertaining and it's going to be entertaining to end, too. And if there's any other division as confusing as D1, it might be D3. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, there's two games there and I think I know where one's going to go. The other one is going to, I, I, I would love, I would love, Love to watch Buchanan and Leggett. I would love to. I think you and I know very much so based on a few DMs we've gotten over the years, some replies in the tweets and all that, that Buchanan was a team to watch out for. Uh, we were pleading the fifth on not knowing a whole lot about them originally and watching them consistently mow through every team they played. We're like, okay, we'll see what happens when they play somebody. Uh, it's that time. You know, they, they've played Lawton, North Muskegon, Pawamo, Westphalia, and now they play Liggett. So I don't know what's going to happen. Here uh, it is. But yeah, I, I, test. But I yeah. am entirely invested in, in seeing what happens. It's It feels different than uh, Edison and Liggett. I think Edison had played plenty of good teams at that point. They were battle-tested tenfold. Buchanan yep. has not been. And these, these moments always go one of two ways. They either come out and press the gas or they come out and tap breaks, and, and, and it's, it's always one of two ways. And I'm, I'm extremely intrigued to see how it goes. I'm also curious to see who Liggett goes with on the mound, um, because I think if, if Kurt Barr runs out there, I've got to go with Liggett. But I don't, if they go with somebody after them, you know, Jack Jones could be a guy they go to that could run through. But I think Barr has been the guy for them this year and what I've seen. Uh, so I'm just curious to see who they go with against Buchanan. And, I'm all, and we know that Buchanan has a top arm that can, that can shut down or – can shut down a lot of good teams. I don't know if they can shut down Leggett. We'll see. But that game is going to be awesome. Awesome. Can, can I talk now? Yes. Okay. Anyway, I did. I kind of lulled out there. You were rolling, man. Anyways, here's the, like, this is the thing. Like, you know, it's teams that, like, you know, make it a point to talk about being disrespected. Like, okay, you can do that, but then you have to pass the test. And, like, this is that test. Here it is. Here's one of the top teams in the state. They're the best team in your division. Uh, you have made it to the final four. Now, go ahead, beat them. Like this, they, here it is. You know, like this. There's no more like, well, you know, like well, if we got to play other team, blah 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 blah. Here it is. You've had an incredible season. You are extremely deserving of being in the final four. I'm talking to Buchanan. You have a lot of good players. You've beaten a lot of good teams. But here it is. Like here's Liggett. That, there it is. That's your challenge. That's that's the team you have to beat. So go do it. Um, and to your point about Liggett, I, I don't know who they're going to pitch. Obviously, it's none of our business. <laughs> but, but like you know, either way, I, you know, Barr and Jones to, to lead a rotation is is a is a hell of a is a hell of a one two on any team in the state. You know, for the most part. And um, 
so I think whoever Coach Samini goes with is is up for the challenge. I'm sure, but like this is it, man. This and I'm talking to Liggett too, in a, in a way. Like Liggett's played more teams than than, um, than Buchanan has, but th- here it is. Like this is the nobody nobody gets to talk anymore. Like here it is. Go win, you know. And if you win, talk all you want. And if you lose, don't. Like that's kind of where it is. Um, and it's the same in, in, with any team and any matchup in any division. But like, here's the challenge. You know, there's no more what if. Like here it is it, on Friday or, or whenever they play Thursday. I don't, you know, whatever it is. Let let's go. Let's see. Um, not to take away from a season anybody's had. Like everybody who is playing in the Final Four in every division has had a great year. That's where we're at. If you're here, you're a good ass team who's had a good ass year. But like now, it's time to. All right, you know. Like, do you want to just have good ass year, or do you want to win a state championship? Like, that's kind of where we're at. So, oh my god! All right, on the, on the opposite side, I think you're right. 100%. You're damn right, I'm right. I, I, I feel think, great. I felt great there. That that came out. I like record that. I'm gonna play it for the guys before the, the game on Friday. You know, honestly, like that's my uh, any given Sunday moment. Um, <laughs> See, I think it's becoming like increasingly obvious who the one half of the show that's in the final four is based on that, uh, based on that little bite, uh, on the opposite side of D three, we've got Richmond and Traverse city, St. Francis, uh, St. Francis has beaten Harbor Springs nine to two. They beat Oscoda three to two and then they beat Evart three to one, Evart, however you say it, three to one. Uh, and they are in the final four by way of that region. It's called the East Jordan region. So, don't know where East Jordan is, but it's up I, north, bro. It's up yeah. north, man. So up north. Now, here's where I think the real conversation lies. Um, so Buchanan and Liggett are going to go at it. Personally, I think Richmond is going to handle St. Francis because Richmond has beaten New Lothrop thirteen to two. That was a also considered team in the Super Twenty Five. Hemlock ten to two. And the only team that's really challenged them was Shrine, who they beat eight to five. Uh, they beat their. Remember, uh, we do remember that Algonac was able to upend Richmond towards the end of the regular season. Um, they play them in the district, and Richmond handled them pretty easily well too. So Richmond has ran through playoffs. Um, say what you want about how they have or why they have, but Richmond has ran through its playoffs, uh, and now they play St. Francis. I think they'll handle St. Francis. Is it a good thing that they've comfortably ran through the playoffs and now have to play a uh, winner of Buchanan or Liggett? Hey, what's going on? My roommate just walked in just so everybody in, uh, listening at home knows. Uh, and then Buchanan and Liggett challenging each other. Is that going? To, is the battle test there going to uh, mess with them in the final? Or, you know, what? Ha- it's just a good storyline, you know, because I think Richmond's going to handle them. I think they've had an easy ride. Liggett's been tested by Edison. Buchanan's going to get tested by Liggett. So the winner there. So it's, it's we're just going to see what happens in D3. And that's why I think D3's kind of right there with D1 as a, as a nice little toss-up. Personally, I, honestly, like personally, I think Richmond's going to win. This uh, this would not be um, a show if I didn't mention, uh, if I didn't give a shout-out to my alma mater, Riverview Gabriel Richard, who, <laughs> right, right. who had a four-win regular season and then won a regional. Uh, ended up falling to Liggett in the state quarter there, but uh, probably had no business going that far, and they did. And I think that with a young younger team and um, a team that didn't get to play as much as they probably wanted to this spring, uh, you know, I don't know, just optimism optimism surrounding the uh, baseball alumni group, which I own in my head. 
of, of Riverview Gabriel Richard. So just had to give them a shout out. But anyways, to your point, as you should. Um, yeah, to your point. I, yes, I think I'll. I would take Richmond as well. Uh, an interesting note now with New Lothrop out is is the home run chase for in the state this year. Uh, McDonald's still playing. Dresselhaus still playing. Birchmeyer not now. You know, like what what does that mean? Right. You know, are, do you know where the numbers are at there? Are they tied? I'm pretty sure uh, McDonald and Birchmeyer both have 15. Um, I don't think Zach hit one this past weekend. I could be wrong. Um, I, again, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and I'll give credit where credit's due. But like, I think, I think, I think Birchmeyer and McDonald both have 15. Dresselhaus has 14. Um, so we'll see. You know, we, we, uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, but hey, got to play at MSU now. So you know, we'll see. But either way, that that'll be an interesting note to watch. Um, shall we move on to D four? We shall, and I think that this one's going to get interesting as well. I mean, how how could you not be here in the final four? Every division's going to be. Um, unfortunately, the boys of Rudyard went down, losing to Maple City Glen Lake, who defeated Gaylord St. Mary pretty handily, fifteen to six in the uh, regional final, and then now, or I'm sorry, the uh, state quarterfinal. So they are in, and they will face friend of the show, Mike Rice's Marine City Cardinal Mooney team, who we've been talking about from the very jump of this show. Uh, and they were able to run through just about, I mean, they've, they've ran through everyone. They beat. They uh, haven't had any problems right. yet. Uh, yeah. They yeah. won by 10 in the first two, and then they won their uh, won their quarterfinal 9-1 to one over Whiteford. So they will play Glen Lake. And then on the opposite side, Marlette was a team who was able to upset Muskegon CC five to four, and then beat uh, Saginaw's Lutheran seven to six, and they will face Kalamazoo Hackett, who won eight seven in extras against Concord. Concord was the team who knocked out Three Oaks River Valley seven to six in the regional final, uh, and they were the preseason number one in that division. So Hackett Catholics got a Notre Dame commit and Stephen Quapis, who we know very well. Uh, so they got a power bet that can change the game in one swing. Um, so I don't know a whole lot about uh, these teams outside of Cardinal Mooney. And of course, I know Quap from Hackett. Uh, I know that Hackett has uh, had to face some pretty tough teams throughout the year uh, in the Division Four level. Outside of that, I don't know a whole lot on that side of the division. Um, my, it's it's tough to call it because I feel like if I do, I'm not serving any justice, no pun intended, to the folks at home by pretending I know what's going to happen. Um, I, I, I would pick Hackett simply because I think Quap can change the game with one swing. Um, he's got, I believe he's got 11 bombs this year. Um, and then Glenn Lake and Cardinal Mooney. Uh, I, it's hard to not pick Cardinal Mooney. They've played so well. They're so deep. They have good arms. They have great defense. They've got a lot, a lot, a lot of speed. They took Liggett to the wire, losing two to one uh, after uh, having a one nothing lead for six innings. So, um, I'm still leaning Cardinal Mooney here in Division Four, but that one's going to be interesting as well, just because of the pure fact that we don't know a whole lot about the two other teams. And let's, uh, you know, let's let's just interrupt the show briefly to not only give a shout out to Acuna, um, but to remind folks that when we do put hats back up for sale, if you buy them, Brandon can then afford to pay for a kennel. 
Yeah, so Acuna's a big meower. He's a big yeah. meower. We've, we've, <laughs> we've, we've covered that in the show. Well, we just had to shout him out. You know, like, he's back there saying, give me attention. and we're, So, like, I'm just giving him some attention. He is such an attention. Um, it's unbelievable. For, for everyone at home that didn't, that didn't know this. It's a lot like having a girlfriend. We spent, we spent, how long did we spend? I mean, I spent trying to shut him up before the show. And then we finally got, I finally got him to chill out. And here we are towards the tail end of the show. And now he won't shut up again. So. He's like, all this right, Dad, big, it's been half hour. It's time to go. Big Acuna energy. Um, I would like to point out that in our picks uh, for our state semifinal predictions that we put out last week, we were 10 for 16 uh, in projecting the state semifinalists. So we, we swept D3 and then split uh, the other four divisions. Like we went two for four in each of them. Um, but yeah, I mean, that clearly we no are the deal. experts of Division Three. In the MHSAA baseball classifications, no one can no one can even come close to us. We went four for four. What more evidence do you need? Um, anyways, but I, I, I have to assume that like I kind of wanted to, to say like let's make state title picks again, but like how many times are we going to do that? Like I'm open to it. I, this folks, this is another one of those uh, moments where you're going to see how the sausage is made. Where right. Brandon and I make a decision for the show while on the show. Um, I say, so we, like, I, yeah. I say we pick a winner, and then we also pick a player. Pick, pick, take a winner and a player from each division. Okay. Um, player as far as, like, just the, the dude, your, your MVP of the, the tournament yeah, pick or whatever. Who's going to yeah, make okay. the impact, right? And not even the MVP of the tournament. Give me the MVP of the Final Four. Yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll let you go first while Acuna to, to continues to meow. Okay, well, like, I guess we'll start in D1, obviously. But, like, um, my pick... Hmm. It's interesting because, you know, I picked Grand Blank to start the season, and here Grand Blank is still. Um, I picked Portage Central to start the playoffs, and here Portage Central is still. Um, I don't, I just like, you know, I I hope Grand Blankians don't rescind my offer of a free ice cream cone. Um, if you'll remember that call back to our interview with Coach Hubs, uh, but I have to stick with Portage Central here. I just like I, I just think they're really, really damned good. That's no slight to anybody else. I think any of these four schools in D one can win the damn thing. I just think Portage Central is on a different level right now. And if I'm proven wrong, I will be happy to wear it on social media and elsewhere. Um, but with that being said, yes, Portage Central, and I will take Zach McDonald. Yeah, I think that's fair. I also want to point out that I picked Zach McDonald in our fantasy draft uh, earlier in the year. Um, and I think you're right. It's hard to not pick a team that isn't Portage Central right now simply just because of the year they've had. Um, they're the only top five team left in Division One. Now, that being said, three of these four teams have found their way into the top five at some point during the year. Grand Blank, Brother Rice, and Portage Central. Um, but Central's hot. Central's been riding this wave throughout the playoffs and, and long before it, too. Uh, Zach McDonald is a high-impact player. Grand Blank has Lally. Brother Rice has Locker, Velasquez, you know, plenty of other guys who are good on that team. It really comes down to a lot of things. I I hate agreeing with you, um, but I, I've picked Portage so Central before. I got to stick with Portage Central. I would feel... It's like when you went contrarian and picked picked Edison, you know? Yeah, I just, yep. I feel like I got to stick with Porter Central. That's who I think is the best team left. 
That's who I think has the best player right now. Um, so I will I will go with Portage Central. I'll take us into D2. You got to pick a player, Coach. I did. Pick Zach McDonald. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, all right. Sorry cool. if I didn't say that clearly enough. Um, yeah, all right. Cool. I My think bad. Zach McDonald's the best player in the tournament left in that, in that division. Uh, and that's leading me to pick Portage Central. Um, but again, like you said, man, could be anybody. All those teams are good. D2, uh, I'll lead us off here. I think Orchard Lake St. Mary will beat uh, Huron. And then I'm going to take Lakeshore over Gladwin. I'll take St. Mary's to win it. And if I had to, <laughs> Ryan McKay. <laughs> oh, man. Did you know Did you know that Ryan McKay's favorite baseball player in the entire world is, in fact, Zach McDonald? <laughs> so I've heard. Yeah. Okay. So anyways... <laughs> Uh, I don't know, man. Ryan McKay. I mean, hey, it sounds funny, but he he, he had the biggest hit in the Catholic League championship. Yep. He's uh, he's been a one of one of the better hitters on that team. He's got what five bombs, but he's also been a, a lot of huge big hits in big situations. I just, I mean, yeah, I know Ryan McKay well. Yeah, Ryan McKay plays summer ball for me. Like, there's of course, like all those things are true. Uh, but Ryan McKay also is really good at baseball, man, and he's played he's played a hell of a season, and I give him credit. Uh, he really wants to come on the show, but I, I try my best to not show a ton of bias towards the the guys I know. So, uh, Ryan, if you uh, if you get two hits in the state championship, you're a CWB guest. Uh, but that's my pick, Orchard Lake, and then I'll take McKay. We'll uh, we'll have many on the show when he commits this summer. How about that? <laughs> um, anyways, double win. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh wait, what if we had many commit on the show? Are we going to become like the twenty four seven sports of Michigan baseball? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Recruiting boards and all that. Definitely not. Oh wait, Definitely you already not. have one of those. I already do that. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> anyways, I will. I will also take St. Mary's. Uh, I'm not going to pick against my own team right now. Um, I will be taking St. Mary's, and I will take. Hmm, it's tough to say because, like, you know, what what are we saying here with this pick? Um, I'm going to take Schubert. I think Nolan. I think Nolan is going to have some big swings in some big spots. I think his last oh month has been exceptional at the plate. Um, I think he's going to continue it, peaking into into a big summer, and I will take Mr. Schubert. Um, moving on to D three, I will take us through there. Um, you know, we, we've talked about this already. Uh, Liggett versus Buchanan, uh, Traverse City, St. Francis versus Richmond. I will take. Uh, Liggett versus Richmond as the final matchup, and my player will be. I mean, shit, man, hard not to take Kurt Barr um, wherever he, whoever he pitches again. You know, whether that's Buchanan or, or you know, if if they it's like save him and then he pitches it, whatever it ends up being. I, if Kurt Barr's on the mound, I'm confident that he'll throw extremely well and, and give them a chance to win, um, even if it has to be a close game. Yeah, that kid's extremely legit. Uh, I will I will play devil's advocate here, and I will go with Richmond. Uh, I think they're red hot. I don't think they've had to – I don't think they're going to be as battle-tested in the semi, but I don't think they have been as much in the playoff either. Uh, but they do have a good team regardless of that, and they've been battle-tested during the season. Uh, I think Hudson Davenport's a big bat, but my, my MVP from this team, the reason I think they win, is I think Ben Hitzelberger, the lefty, He's like a mid to high eights lefty, like an 85-88 guy uh, who has been the ace for Richmond all year. 
And I think Richmond can afford to uh, not pitch him, at least not start him in that semifinal. I mean, I might be terribly wrong here in saying that, and this is no disrespect to St. Francis, but I, I think that they'll be able to use him in the state championship, whereas maybe Liggett or Grand Blank, whoever wins that game, has to go with the ace, whether it be Lally or Barr. Again, Liggett has Jack Jones. Maybe they throw him in that game and then they save Barr. They have that luxury, right? They're the only, they're probably the only team in this four in this final four that has a one-two punch that's capable of either game. So that plays in their favor. So it's hard to not pick like it for those reasons. But I'll pick Richmond. I think Hitzelberger plays a great game. He can also hit the crap out of the ball too. So uh, that's my pick in D three. Now, moving on to D four. This is where we'll end it. This one a little bit different. Uh, if I had to pick here, I'd go Hackett versus Mooney. I will take Mooney and MVP. I think I'd go Trent Rice. He's a sophomore for Mooney, uh, extremely quick. And I think he is a a bucket to get on the base. And when he's on the bases, he's a bucket to get to second and typically to third. He's very fast. He's a great race runner. Uh, And I think that's how you change the game is, is, you know, you, you take a single, you turn it to a triple or you take a double, you turn it to a triple, however it may be. Uh, and you find a way to get in there. You know, this is a, a game of inches in the finals. It's a game of inches in every game, but when it, when the lights are on and this is crazy as it is in that final game, this, you know, Murray, uh, Mooney versus Hackett screams like 4-3, three, 3-2 three, final. And I think that the, the difference there could be some stolen bases there from Trent Rice and some, some runs uh, manufactured. Um, I, too, will take a, a Cardinal Mooney Hackett final. I will take Cardinal Mooney as my state champion pick. Uh, and I will take Blake Lutsky, uh, the pitcher, um, Cardinal Mooney's lefty. I, I mean, it's, you know, lefties with feel, man, like they pitch forever. Yeah, they pitch forever. And it doesn't matter how hard you throw. Like it's guys who can throw multiple pitches for strikes, and he's a dude with angle. Uh, he's a guy with some some deception to him. Um, it's just like he's he's been dominant all year. That's an all-Catholic guy. It, I just I'll take Lutsky. Or Lutsky. If I'm saying it wrong, I do apologize, Blake, but I'm going to go with Lutsky. That was the first instinct. And then if Hackett wins, you know, they got a pretty good player in Quapis who, like we said, could change Mm -hmm. the game. So uh, that one in the final is a a big toss-up too. So we got a lot of exciting baseball uh, to be played this weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you guys stay tuned in to our social channels at Cold Weather Bats on Instagram and Twitter to keep up to date with scores. Make sure anyone who's listening that happens to be uh, a representative or a parent or whatever may be of one of those teams, anyway, can keep us updated throughout, please do so. Uh, we look forward to this weekend. We look forward to seeing the results. Brian, any final words? No, this is it. Uh, you know, if, if, if I can hearken back to my motivational speech of earlier, uh, here it is. Here's where we separate who had a really good season from who had a great one. So this is kind of it. If you're listening and you're playing this weekend, good luck. If you're listening and you're coaching this weekend, good luck. If you're listening and your kid is playing this weekend, you know, try not to chew through your fingernails. Um, It's going to be fun. This is what it's all about. You know, this is the the cool shit. So uh, we say uh, it's kind of a a saying within the the dugout of St. Mary's. It's like a, you know, like uh, not really a motivational thing, but like, hey, do something cool. Like, go do something cool. Well, this is your opportunity. Anybody listening, do something cool. Uh, It's the biggest stage in the state uh, as far as high school baseball goes. So if you have the option to, do something cool. 
I'm looking forward to, to watching. I know Brandon is as well. Um, and we're looking forward already to next week's state final recap show. Like, that'll be fun. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll wait for this weekend to end to kind of maybe line up some guests um, for that some purpose. Awards. You know, do some some player of the year, pitcher of the year type of stuff, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about exactly when we're going to do that uh, because I don't know how we want to go about doing like a nomination process, if at all. Um, I also don't know if I want to sift through all that. But anyways, <laughs> I'm going to wrap it up for Brandon and Acuna. I'm Brian. Good luck this weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Woo! What's up, Cold Weather Bats people? This is Brandon Justice coming to you to talk about our newest sponsor, Bomb Banana. Uh, Bomb Banana is a banana-based hot sauce, and it's got the most fun name to ever say over and over again. Bomb Banana, Bomb Banana, Bomb Banana, just like that. It was founded by four University of Michigan graduates during the pandemic, and it is produced locally in Michigan with restaurant-quality flavor. Uh, comes in two flavors, original and moi moi, and essentially moi moi is the spicier version. Uh, and that is my preferred one and how do i know that well bomb banana cares so much about the integrity of their product and those who are uh, being sponsored by it that they sent us two free bottles before just to taste test and be sure that we enjoy the product before discussing it uh, and i can sure vouch for this product and that's coming from someone who traditionally does not enjoy bananas uh, you can elevate any ballpark dish with bomb banana sandwiches nachos or any dip you want to get crazy put it on a hot dog i guarantee it'll still taste good seek the spice.com is their website Use the discount code CWB for 10% off. Again, that is Bomb Banana Hot Sauce. Seekthespice.com. Use the code CWB for 10% off of the hot sauce that everybody is talking about.